Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No tomato juice. You'll see. No potato juice. The planter's down inside. KCAA Loma Linda, 10.50 a.m., 106.5 f.m., and now 102.3 f.m. Special report, coronavirus update. The White House rolls out a new loan program to help boost the economy tomorrow. President Trump says the goal is to support smaller businesses and their workers. Nearly $350 billion in loans will be available to small businesses, including sole proprietors. These loans are up to 100 percent forgivable as long as employers keep paying their workers. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says the first of these stimulus checks for individuals and families will go out soon. We have your information. You'll get it in two, in, within two weeks. Social Security, you'll get it very quickly after that. If we don't have your information, you'll have a simple web portal. You'll upload it. If we don't have that, we'll send you checks in the mail. Ten million people lost their jobs in the past two weeks, including the just-reported 6.6 million filing for benefits last week. Meanwhile, a second test again showed President Trump tested negative for COVID-19. I'm Barbara Cusack. A new revelation concerning the spread of coronavirus appears to underscore the reason for extreme lockdowns to slow the spread. Correspondent Erica Hill explains. Experts telling the White House currently available research supports the possibility that coronavirus could be spread directly by patients' exhalation. In other words, it's not just sneezing or coughing, but simply talking or breathing. This as more officials recommend wearing homemade masks. Nursing homes across the country have been in lockdown for weeks under federal orders to protect their frail elderly residents from coronavirus. Yet recent outbreaks in Tennessee, New Jersey, Ohio and Maryland have pushed nursing home deaths to at least 450. 300 million Americans have been told to stay home. Twelve states have not employed such orders as the spread of the coronavirus rages on. I'm Barbara Cusack. The way we're all going about doing things these days has changed. But one thing that hasn't is Lowe's commitment to our customers during this very important time. We're here and ready to help with the supplies you need for critical home repairs and products to help keep your home safe and healthy. Remember, you can always shop online at Lowe's.com and have products delivered to you. Home is as important to us as it is to you. And we're in this together. When you go to the mechanic in here... Pass me the torque, right? Nope, let me have the flamethrower. That sounds wrong. 
You know what else sounds wrong? When you hear about the interest you're earning on your savings with the largest banks. But with the Marcus by Goldman Sachs online savings account, you could earn much more interest. And hear this. Open a Marcus by Goldman Sachs online savings account in minutes at Marcus.com. You can money. Comparison made to the three largest U.S. banks measured by total deposits. Rates as of February 4th, 2020 and may vary by state. Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. ACAA. At Southern California Edison, we take pride in our role as an essential service provider, working 24-7 to ensure that our 15 million customers have power. Still, there will be outages, so our crews can do the critical work necessary to protect public safety and reduce the risk of wildfires. If you experience an outage, we will make every effort to minimize the impact. Thank you for helping keep our communities safe. Learn more at SCE.com. KCAA Radio has openings for one-hour talk shows. If you want to host a radio show, now is the time. Make KCAA your flagship station. Our rates are affordable and our services are second to none. We broadcast on three terrestrial frequencies to a population of 5 million people. Plus, we stream and podcast on all major online audio and video systems. If you've been thinking about broadcasting a weekly radio program on real radio plus the Internet, contact our CEO at 281 991-9800. You can Skype your show from your home to our Redlands, California studio where our live producers and engineers are ready to work with you personally. A radio program on KCAA is the perfect work from home avocation in these stressful times. Just type KCAARadio.com into your browser to learn more about hosting a show on the best station in the nation or call our CEO for details. 281-599-9800. Here's a message from the KCAA community calendar. COVID-19 has slowly but surely made its way into the city of Yukaipa. With only a single death and now 19 confirmed cases, the city's right. efforts remain Five high times. to contain the virus. Right. The city urges all residents to remain in their homes as it will keep the virus from spreading. In addition, the city continues to make efforts to keep City Hall open as people are still able to submit planning applications, building and safety plans, as well as permit applications, all by appointment only. Remember, stay inside. It just may save your family and yourself. That was your message from the KCAA community calendar. K-C-A-A. The following program on KCAA is pre-recorded. Welcome to the Zero Point Health Hour with your host, Taylor Fakus, and the Zero Point team, where you'll learn everything you need to know to step into the new life path of vitality and infinite potential. Open your hearts and minds and prepare to go on a journey with the Zero Point team to unlock the strongest version of yourself from the inside out. And now, here's Taylor Fakus and the ZPA crew. What's going on, world? It's time for another episode of the Zero Point Health Hour, and I am joined by my new friend and ZPA family member, Mr. Eric Esquivel. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> I got it. Pronunciation. Yes. Dope. Um, so... I just thought I'd uh, kind of uh, segue or lead into the introduction. Um, tell us a little bit about what first made you come into our gym, because it wasn't necessarily like you were looking for one. Oh, and, yeah, no. uh, and talk to us a little bit about that experience and, w- and what led you to become a part of, of the tribe, the team, the family, and be a part of this experience. All right, for sure. Uh, well, when, how I first came across the gym was that I was actually um, 
working for my parents' business, which what I usually do is uh, I do door-to-door sales for the most part, like business to business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I was just kind of, uh, it was actually the, the last place that I stopped at on the way home. I was just passing by and I was like, should I stop? I was like, oh, I kind of feel like going, yep. like just going home, you know, but I was like, whatever, you know, I'll get, I'll get one more, you know? And um, so I stopped by and uh, I met John. I don't know if uh, mm-hmm. everyone knows who John is, but... Um, uh, you know, actually, uh, I was dropping off a business card, letting them know, you know, if they wanted to, if they needed any cleaning services, anything like that for the gym. And because um, the business is a is a cleaning business where you oh, help with the commercial and like big yeah, cleaning sorry. jobs and stuff like should that. Should probably should have probably. <laughs> That's all right. Dude, you're good. You're good. So, anyways, yeah. So my family has a cleaning business. Um, you know, um, should I should I plug it? I like, should yeah, I plug dude, it? What's the name? It. We're on the radio. All right, bro. all right, all right, all right. All right. So anyways, so my family's business is uh, named Wendy Cleaning Services. It's based out of Beaumont, California. Awesome. Uh, we've been in service over 13 years. Um, How can know, people we, learn more about that? Is there a phone number, a website, an Instagram? You know, the website is probably like a nightmare to, to reach right now, you know. But if they want to give me a call, um, you know, I pretty much handle all the sales. And cool. I handle the contracts and all that type of stuff. So uh, that number is 909-665-7605. Um, again, that number is 909-665-7605, uh, in case anyone needs anything. Um, we do, uh, everything from offices to, uh, gyms, mm-hmm. homes, mm-hmm. and everything from general cleaning to windows, carpets, ceramic, vinyl. Awesome. Uh, pretty much anything you need. So, so. so you walked in because, uh, oh, yeah, you, saw, you saw a big gym and you're like, okay, this might be an opportunity for, for me to, to help out another local business, a family owned business. And then, uh, after, after you showed up and you came in, you had a, uh, probably a, a unique reaction compared to when you walk into most businesses. So w- what, what did you notice first or what was the feeling? What got you excited? Why did you join this yeah. gym? So I think uh, I mentioned a little bit about this as I was like, oh, as I was walking across, right? I noticed that you guys had uh, the, you know, the, the logo with mm-hmm. like, the Merkaba. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Or doesn't it go also, isn't it also called like Vector Equilibrium or whatever? What's other name? How does so, that relate? That's a great question. So the vector equilibrium is the tattoo I have on my forearm, and that's Mm -hmm. the symbol for divergent therapeutics. And so a vector is a line, right? And so the word vector equilibrium would basically mean the smallest and most stable structure of straight lines in a three-dimensional polygon. So the vector equilibrium is a fractal iteration or a small building block for the Merkaba. The Merkaba is a little bit of a higher complexity, but that's the cool thing about sacred geometry is they're really all the same pattern pattern expressed at different levels and different ratios and things of that for nature. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I look forward to talking more about that. Yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. get a chance yeah. to. Um, yeah, so I was noticing that and, uh, you know, that really falls in line with a lot of types of things that I like, you know. Um, how I initially got into like sacred geometry and, um, you know, it's also like looking at the body kind of through one of those types of mm-hmm. lenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, was pretty much just, um, it was, I mean, I, I guess I could go a hell of far back with it. You know what I mean? But, I, but for the most part, I feel like once you start looking at sacred geometry, you know what I mean? You start learning about like these perfect shapes and forms and stuff like that that mm-hmm. are expressed in different mm-hmm. ways, you know? Um, and supposedly everything is like, comes from these, right? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, so... Um, that inevitably leads you to thinking about the body through mm-hmm. that type of mm-hmm. scope, you mm-hmm. know? And that was something that kind of always mystified me, you know? 
at the same time, I saw that it was like being seen in different types of like cultures, like through like the different forms of like yoga and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And also through um, a couple other things that I'd like seen on YouTube and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, even, oh, I guess also related to yoga would be like the, the chakras and mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that, right? And those are things that, you know, stereotypically you wouldn't expect to be plastered all over the walls and the bodies of the people inside of the gym. So it was, yeah. it, there was an interesting association there because normally when you walk into, you know, uh, your typical gym, there's, uh, you know, your, your dumbbells and your, and your machines and there's usually just nice clean walls and mirrors so you can see all the veins popping out of your biceps and all that stuff. And it's all great, but it's, there's, there's definitely a little bit of a different energy there because when you, when, when you talk about a gym, people think body right? They think lifting mm-hmm. weights, getting stronger, being more athletic, helping with pain or whatever. Well, you get this, this weird little like glitch in the matrix when you, when you walk into a gym and then you see all this spiritual, esoteric, mathematical, musical uh, stuff all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. So it adds a, another layer, another dimension to, to uh, what we do there and also the the vibe of the place and and what you could potentially gain from that experience because the idea that the mind body and spirit are separate is in my opinion a is is false right Mm -hmm. so if you're walking into a building and you're thinking body and then you see spirit all over the place (laughs) you could be like oh wow here here's an opportunity for me to to wear a different pair of glasses so I can start looking at my body in a more spiritual way or I can start using my mind to affect my body or my body to affect my spirit or my mind because again those things are in unity so Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that's kind of interesting because you know I remember when I first met you you walked in or maybe it was when we did your assessment and you were like, dude, like Merkaba, Tree of Life, like, oh, yeah. you know, Vector Equilibrium, this is so dope. And this is a gym. And so like, it was, it was really cool to see that because you were able to make a connection that most people aren't able to make that there is no separation between those things. And if you really want to be the happiest, healthiest version of who you are, you have to address the entire human being, which these are all symbols for. Hmm. So um, that kind of caught your attention right off the bat. Yeah. And then, um, so then uh, I think after that, you came to a working in class. Is that correct? Because mm-hmm. you know what? It was, <clears throat> it was those things, right? It was partially that. And then it was also, I was reading through the different things that you offer. And mm-hmm. uh, I like structural integration too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we were talking about like the posture and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so for those, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Pump, but pump. for those of you that aren't familiar with structural integration, structural integration body work is kind of the blanket term for rolfing. Uh, Ida Rolf was one of the original body workers that kind of pioneered um, doing hands-on massage therapy or body work into a more medical structural context. So structural integration therapy is uh, kind of coined, that term is coined by uh, Ida Rolf because she was like, hey, we're not just going to help you relax. We're not just going to make you less tight and get blood to flow. Like We're going to like sculpt your body in a different way. We're going to reshape it. We're going to restructure it. And so that was another thing that you saw that kind of caught your eye mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, well, there's structural integration work going on here. There's sacred geometry here. There's biohacking stuff oh, here. Yeah, dude, that was and another <laughs> one too. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's all stuff that you already had a prior interest in, right? Yeah, exactly. And and so it's one of those things where it was really cool to watch because you were super excited and it made me super excited. And I'm like, you know, that's what I love because when I w- when we sat down and we we created this vision, uh, you know, uh, me, Jaren, Nick, and Alex, we were like, all right, what do we want this gym to be? Well, we, would w- we, we want to create the gym that we wish existed. 
And to me, that would be a, a gym, if you even want to call it that still, or a place where you are able to have the love and support and community to let go of the idea of separation. To let go of the idea that you can't become more spiritually evolved through exercise. Or to let go of the idea that you can't change your body with your mind. Or, you know, that whole, again, that compartmentalization of mind, body, and spirit, it, it gives you a very limited perspective. Because it's like, well, if you want to work on your spirit, you should probably go to church. If you want to work on your mm -hmm. mind, you should probably see a psychologist. If you want to work on your body, you should probably go to a chiropractor or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But those things are so deeply interwoven that, like, when you go somewhere and you realize that there's a integrated holistic approach it's really exciting because mm -hmm. you can get these quantum leaps in understanding and in the way that you feel and perform and think and do all these different things true true yeah and uh, actually you're like uh, bringing to mind too like just when i came across the place how fortunate i felt you know what i mean in terms of that uh sometimes it feels like certain things in your life are like leading up to you know, like a certain, you're going from one stage to another stage, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, um, that's why I signed up hecka quick, bro. I was like, oh, hell yeah, man. This is like what I got to do next. You know what I yep. mean? Because for the longest, like I remember I, I, um, I was talking to you like right before the show about this, mm -hmm. about Wim Hof, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much the listeners know about that. Um, if you want to tell them about yeah, what for Wim sure. Hof is. So um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Mr. Wim Hof, uh, my first introduction to Wim Hof was actually on National Geographic, like way back in the day. I'm pretty sure I was a kid still, because I think I still lived in Hawaii. And the thing that was interesting was they were doing a special on him for the Guinness World Book uh, of Records, mm. because he was like running around the Arctic Circle in his boxers and not getting frost, frostbite <laughs> and like, ass. you know, doing all this crazy stuff, right? And so um, I, like that seed was planted in my mind. And then years later, when I started getting more into the integrated holistic health-based approach of exercise instead of just doing bench press and bicep curls and learning about breath work and stuff, uh, I, I kind of reconnected with him. And so Wim Hof is actually his name, W-I-M-H-O-F. And he was very, very deep in the study of uh, Sanskrit, yoga, and a lot of these ancient Hindu and Ayurvedic practices um, for enlightenment and health and well-being. And so he kind of created a breathing protocol that helps your brain and your body produce certain neurotransmitters and chemicals to put you in an altered state where you have this little window of opportunity to experience yourself in a new way. So it's kind of like getting high on your own supply. You know, so um, the Wim Hof technique is essentially a series of controlled hyperventilations and breath holds without getting too deep into it. And it starts to change your blood alkalinity, your hormones, mm -hmm. your neurotransmitters, serotonin, dopamine. A lot of these hormones start changing and it, it makes you feel different. And mm -hmm. so that's a really powerful tool because as human beings, we're one of the only animals on the planet that can intentionally control our breathing. So you're breathing all the time. So interesting. And if you're breathing all the time and you're aware of it, then you have a window of opportunity for control. You can take a slower breath. You can take a faster breath. You can hold your breath in. You can hold your breath out. I'm hyper aware of my yeah. breathing. Oh, dude, so am I. So am I, right? But <laughs> Probably not, though. I'm a terrible attitude. But it's one of those <laughs> things that's cool because it gives you, it empowers you. It's something that's happening all the time. And it's something that if you have the awareness that you can control or manipulate or facilitate experiences through it.
Mm, and that's a, that's saying, a gift, yeah. right? That like, is a good. That's a, that is definitely a power. Yeah, I feel like uh, I try to take too much conscious control of it, though. You know, I think we've talked about this slightly. Well, and that's a very interesting point. Um, you know, there's there's kind of this point of diminishing returns when it comes to awareness, right? So the way I like to explain this is, you know, there's there's two wings to this bird or two wheels to this wagon. One is awareness which is your ability to sense and perceive yourself, the world, the environment, right? And then the other wheel, the other side of the coin, is your ability to accept what you are now aware of, which is typically called equanimity. Are you able to remain equanimous or balanced, relaxed, at peace with what your new level of awareness is? And so for me, when I started really getting into meditation and when I really started learning about biomechanics, I became extremely neurotically hyper-aware. And I actually think it was a little detrimental in the beginning because I couldn't turn it off. Like I was thinking about my breathing and my movement and this stuff all the time and it started to kind of make me a little crazy. So the awareness is, 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 is paramount because it's the catalyst. It's, it's what allows you to now feel something you didn't feel before which is gonna push you in a direction, right? Mm -hmm. But if you get stuck in that, you're always chasing a mountain that you're throwing rocks on top of <laughs> it, it mm -hmm. just it, there's there's no peak right but then when you start to train that equanimity muscle of being able to let go and accept where you are right now mm -hmm. then you might be halfway up the mountain and the view might be good enough yeah i i, I uh i know what you mean i'm like um part of me thinks like i'm like uh i kind of want to clear clarify too oh, go ahead uh, in in or like okay well, I want to make sure that I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Go um, for it. So when you're saying like, okay, so there's the awareness that you have mm -hmm. of your outside surroundings and things like that, right? Which your awareness could be like limited or it can be at a higher level mm -hmm. depending mm -hmm. on various factors. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like what you sense or perceive mm -hmm. through whatever means, you know? Okay. So there's awareness and then there's your reaction to whatever this outside force is, right? Mm -hmm. Or inside force, yeah. Or inside force. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, and then in that, you're saying the equanimity is like the ability to be like affected by the force of this thing, yet not move in one direction or another direction. Yes, so thank you for bringing that up. So the way that it's been described to me and the way that I understand it is when you become aware of something, you are either going to crave it, you want more of it, right? So let's say you become aware, it. yeah, or you're gonna have a, an aversion towards it, right? So the equanimity is the zero point, shameless plug, is the, like, you know, the trinity, it's that point of balance where there is no tension, right? It's the eye of the storm. Mm -hmm. So that equanimity, you could have the tornado going all around you and you could be completely aware of it and you could feel all of it. And even if you're in the wind and you're getting hit by stuff, inside your consciousness is like the eye of the storm. So you're not in a state of reaction. And, and some of the most extreme examples of this are with uh, Tibetan monks that have performed self-immolation, where they literally will mm. sit down, co cover themselves in gasoline, and burn themselves to death without moving. So it's like, I don't, I don't condone that practice whatsoever, but talk about equanimity, dude. If you can <laughs> just sit there and melt without even batting an eye, you might have too much equanimity and not enough awareness. I don't know. <laughs> that might swing the other way, you know? <laughs> too much so, But, but to, just, just to answer your question, you know, it's the balance between um, of tensions, 
right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, are you being pulled towards something? Are you being pulled or repelled away from something? Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's, a, there's a point in between both of those things where there's stillness, yeah. where there's zero. And that's equanimity. But you can't be there all the time. It's transient. Oh. Because if you, <laughs> I'm like, damn it. <laughs> well, you know, imagine imagine if you were always in a perfect state of you're, balance. You're killing it. <laughs> well, hey, if, you're, if you're in a perfect state of balance, then you can't move. Because in order to move, you would now have to be out of balance. So if you're standing on two legs, let's say that you're standing equally on both legs and you're in a state of equilibrium. Mm -hmm. The second you take a step, you are now out of balance because you're shifting your body to one side, you're rotating. You know, your body had to move from that perfect symmetry. You need symmetry. to move in order to progress. Absolutely, absolutely. And I guess that then requires you to like, I'm like, I can't handle everything perfectly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's interesting too that you would say that because one of the things that I found really interesting and insightful and beneficial for me through the practice of Vipassana, which is a meditation technique. Um, and if you want to learn more about it, I would just Google SCVC if you're in California. It stands for Southern California Vipassana Center. And there are these meditation retreats that are completely free. They're 10 days long. It's an amazing program. Like I, I strongly encourage anybody that wants to do a deep dive into who you are, uh, at least look into it. Right, mm. And so it, it's interesting because one of the concepts that they teach there is when you stop reacting to the present moment, because if you sit for four hours meditating, your neck's probably going to hurt, your back's probably going to hurt, your legs are probably going to be asleep, you're probably going to be a little restless, and that's normal, right? That's normal. That's what you're aware of. And the goal is to not change what you're aware of. The goal is to just accept it. It's to not be in resistance to it. So when you stop being in resistance to what's happening right now, something very interesting happens. All of the past things that you've had resistance to start bubbling up. It's your karma. It's your negative karma. And they call them sankaras. So like if you sit and you let go and you're fully equanimous with the present moment, all of a sudden, you're going to get this crazy pain or this repressed memory oh, yeah, or something that. else because <laughs> you're, essentially, you're essentially emotionally moving backwards in time <clears throat> because there's so many things that we've reacted to for so long that we still haven't let go of. And you can't start letting go of the things that you did in the past until you stop reacting to what's happening right now. So when you can sit in equanimity, it's a very ephemeral thing because immediately, in most cases, all of your past baggage and your past crap starts coming back up. Mm -hmm. But the longer you sit with that with love and the longer you let it go. And you can become equanimous with that yep. old stuff. You start to clear out your energy oh. body and your And then you chakra. can change like the opportunities and possibilities of your like mental states and shit like that. Oh, hundred percent. Like yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So a hundred percent, right? Because it's breaking the habit of being yourself, which is one of my favorite books by Dr. Joe Dispenza, mm. you know, because so much of our behavior and activity comes from the way that we've reacted and interacted in our past because it's what we've learned. Oh yeah, for sure. Right? It's like the defense mechanisms. A lot, yeah, it, it, you nailed it. You nailed it. It's a defense mechanism because, and I'm listening to uh, the collective works of Ram Dass right now and it's just such a good little audiobook. It's so cool. And one of the analogies that he used that I thought was awesome is he said, you know, um, in, this in, in this incarnation, because from his perspective, his belief system, and um, according to Google, 80% of the people that live on this planet believe in an afterlife, some kind of experience after death, right? Now, whether you believe that happens multiple times or not, that's not what I'm talking about. The fact is that 80 plus percent of people on the planet believe that they are not their bodies. Mm 
Because if they did, then they wouldn't believe in an afterlife so, because the body deteriorates and goes away, right? So, and, and from his perspective, he said, in this incarnation where my soul is in this body, it's like a spacesuit. But it's like a spacesuit that just doesn't really fit right. Like I keep fidgeting around in it and it's kind of uncomfortable and it's a little hard to breathe and it doesn't feel natural. And, you know, it's like I'm stuck in this body that's not really me, right? And, he, and he's going along and he's describing this and then he equates it to his first psychedelic experience. And when he had his first psychedelic experience, he was able to take the spacesuit off. And he was completely naked. Mm. And he said he felt the same level of freedom that he felt when he was born. He had that memory come back to him. And so it's one of those things where it's like, okay, oh, man, well, deep... the more you sit and you get silent and you start to sense and feel and experience your spacesuit, your avatar, your mask, your ego, the personality structure that you've created, the more you realize that that's not who you are because you are the one witnessing it. So if you, the reality of who you are, your consciousness, your soul, is witnessing the experiences, then it could by definition not be the one having the experiences. Mm-hmm. And David Hawkins calls it the eye of the eye, the witness, the inner witness. So if you can sit and just witness without judgment, without craving, without aversion, all of a sudden the spacesuit starts to get a little more comfortable and it starts to kind of melt away and starts to kind of fall off. And you start to get a little bit closer to the reality of who we really are, which at least according to 80% of the people in the world is a soul, is a spirit mm -hmm. having a physical experience. You know, um, that reminds me of some of the Wim Hof Method stuff. You know Talk I mean? about it. Go for well, it. Well, for, I, I forgot to mention, too, about the cold exposure stuff earlier. Yes. When we were talking about it, because yep. I know we talked about the breathing technique, but mm -hmm. not about the cold exposure stuff, mm -hmm. which those two kind of go together, and I have to do more cold exposure, to be honest. I'm all sad. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, what's it called? Um, uh, what was I saying? Well, what you're saying about the experiencing the spacesuit and things like that, mm -hmm. right? Um, and about awareness, and then the, what is it, equanimity, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is, that what it, is that what it's called? But, um, or whatever the reaction to that awareness mm -hmm, is, right? Mm -hmm. um, it reminds me especially, well, you could look at it in both contexts, right? Whether you're talking about like the hyperventilation and the breath hold, or like the um, cold exposure part mm -hmm, of it, mm -hmm. right? Um, because in there, you're experiencing things and in order to maintain those states and stuff like that, you have to... Let go. Yeah. And yeah. I find that very difficult. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm telling you, man. I'm yeah. Like... Yeah. But see, that's one of the things that's so cool about some of these little gadgets that we have, you know, because it's like, if you go into 37 degree cold water, 37 degree temperature water, which we have clean, flowing, fresh, ready for you all the time, 1103 mm -hmm. Calamesa Boulevard, Calamesa, Zero Point Athletics. If you get into water <laughs> that cold... Your, your instincts say, get the heck out of this water. This is uncomfortable. Th this is an even more uncomfortable spacesuit. I'm dying, right? You go into survival mode. But if you take a deep breath and you relax and you become the witness instead of the one that's actually experiencing the feeling and you become the person that's witnessing the body, which is not what you are, having the physical experience, then you won't overreact. You're able to let go of the 
screaming and the jumping and the getting out, right? Same thing with the sauna, you know, same thing even with a hard workout. If you push through a hard workout, you're, you're, you're coming up to the edge of that uncomfortable sensation and you're not having aversion or craving towards it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're just experiencing it. And that starts to rewire your brain. You know. And um, change your body. I feel you on that. And uh, there's another part, too, that I want to talk about, um, which was, uh, you know, there's different, um, like, dimensions on which we experience things. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. For example, like, on a physical level, on a mental level, things like that, right? And so, you know, this equanimity type experience like a lot a lot of the times i feel like you know we talk about it in terms of like the mental fortitude you know mm-hmm, what i mean mm-hmm. and i'm interested also in exploring like um about like the way that it manifests itself physically absolutely you know what i mean absolutely um that's so the stuff i want to talk let, about yeah let's get into that um we're gonna take a quick break if you guys want to give us a call call in at 909-792-5222 feel free to share your thoughts feelings insults aspirations criticisms whatever it is you have on your mind with us and uh, eric and i would love to talk to you guys so we'll talk to you in a minute KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292FQ Riverside, and K293CF Moreno Valley. Zero Point Athletics. Calamasa's newest gym, the Inland Empire's newest gym. Unbelievable services, unbelievable gear and equipment. Zero Point Athletics. You thought you knew what a gym was supposed to be like? Visit Zero Point Athletics and find out for yourself, first-hand experience, all that matters. Zero Point Athletics. Your body, your mind, your spirit will never be the same. Zero Point Athletics, 1103 Calamesa Boulevard, Calamesa. Call 810 810- 7973. That's area 909-810-7973. Zero point. Athletics. A health threat anywhere is a health threat everywhere. I'm Dr. Phil. A new coronavirus outbreak called COVID-19 started in China and is spreading to many countries, including the U.S. It's critical to get the facts about how to protect our friends and loved ones. 
While CDC is working with states and communities to stop the spread of the virus, health workers and emergency response efforts need our support. The CDC Foundation, a nonprofit organization, is focusing on immediate and critical needs that help protect our communities here at home and those around the world. We can all play a role in stopping this deadly virus. Get updates, learn how to protect your friends and family, and find out how to help. Go to cdcfoundation.org. That's cdcfoundation.org. Together, our impact is greater. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the CDC Foundation. Welcome back to the Zero Point Health Show. I am here with my friend and ZPA family member, Mr. Eric Esquivel. What's up? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so bad with pronunciation. What's so, up? Um, uh, before the break, we were talking about how so our funny. mind starts to affect and change our body. Okay, mm-hmm. so why why don't you why don't we get into that conversation a little bit with you just kind of sharing because you you've been coming to the gym now for a month and a half two months yeah probably like when I start probably beginning like right before uh, the beginning of the challenge right uh, yeah so okay probably like, like a week mo- before like a month and a wa- maybe a month, a month and a half, and a half. Time. okay yeah. so just uh I'm just curious because I actually haven't asked you this question mm-hmm. yet so now we're live on the air oh, yeah. so it, it's got to be real it's got to be honest mm-hmm. so just share a little bit about what that experience has been like. So working with me, working oh. with Jaren, coming to the gym, using the amenities, just just share honestly what you've noticed, the good, the bad, what you like, what you don't like, whatever it is. No, nah, man, it's it's really cool. You know, you f- like one, you feel really comfortable there with all you guys. You know, you guys are really cool. Um, you know, I'm just glad to get to know other people who are even into the same type of stuff that I am, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so another thing, like, you know, anytime, like, different things that would occur, you know what I mean? Where, like, I have to ask you a favor or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're mm-hmm. always, like, super cool about, like, pretty much everything, dude. You know what I mean? From, like, giving us the, the access and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all these other things. I'm not going to go into it, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You guys are super cool, you know, never even trip on anything, mm-hmm. you know? But other than that, like, the people you meet, they're all super friendly and cool. Also, like-minded people, which I find is, like, super crazy, you know, because prior to that, like, I don't know very, I don't know anybody else who, like, is into the same type of stuff that I am or uh, knows about a lot of these types of things, you know? So there's a sense of community and family and and belonging there. Yeah, no, it's super cool, you know? And made friends with, like, a lot of people there, which is, like, hecka rare for me, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm, like, weird at making friends or something, (laughs) you know? But um, uh, what else? What what about uh, physically? What have you noticed in your body? What have you noticed in your mind? Well... Physically, the, the exercises are super cool, man. Like, I apply it a lot because I just go to the gym, too, on my own sometimes, you know, because mm-hmm. I go with my sister, her boyfriend, mm-hmm. my cousin. And, um, you know, it's cool because I get to apply a bunch of them. But one thing that I noticed right off the bat was, like, I hadn't skated in a heck of a long time. You know what I mean? But uh, I have a skateboard there at my house. And, like, there's, like, basically this curb. I'll just go and, like, manual it, blah, 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 you know? And I hadn't done it in the longest time, you know, like... I was struggling with, like, the little one for, like, the longest, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, one day out of the blue, I was just, like, hanging out. I didn't have anything to do, so I was just, like, skating outside for a bit. And, uh, yeah, man, I mandled the, the smaller one, like, hecka easy, and then even did, like, this bigger one. And I was like, oh, sick, you know? I'm just, mm-hmm. like, my balance is, like, hecka much better, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, like, one thing that I noticed, like, which was super cool. But um, other than that, you know, I just feel f- freaking stronger i'm like just training all the time feel good mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um 
that continues to be good. So yeah, I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, no, I'm, a lot of good things. I'm definitely going to go to a couple more things too. Cause, um, yeah, like, um, one of the first things I, I told you that, uh, interested me too was like the structural integration stuff you know? yeah for sure so for i sure. definitely want to do some more of that i wish i would have done some of that so i could be like oh this is lit you know well but, um uh, this is a leading question but um mm-hmm. because we haven't really talked about this on the radio show very much and this is going to lead into uh two things that we uh, wanted to wanted to discuss so explain from your perspective what the working yin class is from my perspective, what it yeah, is, and it doesn't have to be technical. You don't have to use anything. Like, what, what is, what experience do you have? What is, what is that? Why do you come? It's like a little tune-up, almost. You know, mm-hmm. you feel more balanced after. Um, I definitely noticed effects like early, early, initially. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think maybe as it started to go on, I, I wouldn't notice them as drastically. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. but um, another thing is when I stopped going too. I noticed kind of a reversion back to like older habits and things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, just cause like last two weeks I've been hecka busy, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I'm like, damn, I got to make time for that. But, um, you definitely feel like a deep sense of relaxation after that, Good. you know? Yeah. And, um, one thing that was weird too, that I noticed too, was like, uh, and you were, you were mentioning a lot at the beginning was like certain exercises you do, like will make your like voice deeper for whatever mm-hmm. reason, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, I noticed that. What quite, do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that quite drastically at first. I was like, man, I was like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My and, testosterone uh, level is going up. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, last couple of weeks, I'm like, damn, dude, I've only gone like freaking to some of the afternoon classes and uh-huh, stuff like uh-huh. that, but it's all right. You know, I'm not killing myself over it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So um, one of the things that we wanted to bring up was uh, how the mind affects the body and also just biomechanics, right? Mm-hmm. And so to, to break down that word, so we already used a couple big words. So like structural integration. Well, if you were going to try t- just to, to break that up into smaller chunks, right? So uh, a, a structure is typically the idea of a, of a structure is something that's self-contained, so it's not exploding, it's not imploding, it's relatively stable, and it has some kind of functional capacity, right? Like, you know, a, a house is made for people to live in, and it has doors that open and close and windows, and car a car could be a structure that has wheels, and it's made f- to get you from point A to point B, and all those different things, right? So when when you consider a structure, you have to look at all of the constituent in it, uh, individual parts, right? So you can't say that that a house is just the foundation, mm-hmm. but the foundation is of arguably the most important part of the house, right? Or if you look at a car, you can't say, well, a car is an engine with pistons that fire from combustion. It's like, okay, that's that's a component of of what a car is. But when you look at the integration of the entire structure, you have to then ask yourself a bigger question, which is, what is it for? What is the function of it? And so when you look at the body, structural integration is trying to look at, okay, the way we viewed the body for the last couple hundred years is, well, there's this many bones in your hand, and your bicep does this, and and your abs do this. And we were looking at it in isolation because we learned about the body, the living human body, by cutting apart dead ones. That is not an integrated approach (laughs) to Mm. trying to understand how we actually exist in reality, right? Because first of all, the person's dead, and you're probably looking at 
an arm or a leg or a cranium or a thorax or something that has now been separated from the structure that it was integrated with before, right? So structural integration is really trying to take into account all of the components of the structure and understand each individual part and then zoom out and integrate those individual parts into one whole, right? Because the, the way that we learn is we have to separate things and compartmentalize them and make them simpler so we can understand the little moving working parts. And I talk about this a lot. That's like a microscope, right? You're looking at it through a microscope. And that's an, that's an amazing thing. We've learned so much from microscopes. But we've learned just as much, if not more, from telescopes. Well, I think you really need to have the perspective of a micro-macro scope. <laughs> mm. You have to be able to look Come at the together. individual part and also the big picture, Right. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to to structural integration, um, that's really what I program the working in class off of is how is our body actually put together? What is our anatomy and physiology, our neurology, our ability to sense ourselves? What what determines those things? What allows us to work with those things? And how can we take those things that we didn't think were related and integrate them together? Because it, again, if I was, you know, I'm looking at you in the eyes right now, right? So it's like if I said that, oh, well, you, you, you are a pair of eyes and I wanted to become an expert on your eyes, then I'd become an optometrist, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. You might know all the muscles of the eye, the cones, the rods, how, how the eye receives light, all that stuff, right? So you are now an eyeball expert if your eyeball was cut out of your head, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So then you have to then ask yourself, okay, if I'm an optometrist and I know everything about the eye, now let me pop that eye back into someone's body and try to understand the relationship, the dance, the integration of it. So like that's the difference between eyesight and vision because vision is perception. Vision is how you're perceiving your environment, which is not necessarily how good your eyesight is. Does your eyesight play a role in that? Of course, it plays a huge role in that. But mm -hmm. that is not vision because vision is the picture that you've painted it's the experience that you're having it's a it, it's it's multifaceted it's the way that your inner ear crystals are sensing where you are in space it's the way that you're breathing the way your teeth are fitting together your peripheral vision on one eye your visual acuity on the other eye your hand eye coordination your reaction time like all of those things play a role in your vision but if you just look at eyesight and you become an optometrist I'm not saying that's a bad thing. There's tons of amazing optometrists that have helped a lot of people. And having specializations like that are really cool. But there also has to be the despecializers, the people that see the big picture, the polymaths, the people that zoom out. Because if you just look at the eye, you might not see how intimately related your eye is to your neck or to your tongue or to every other part of your body. So the working in class is really just taking, okay, how can we look at some of these compartmentalized, individualized components of the human body in a way that people can understand? And then how can we connect those dots together so there's unity, so that you can feel and sense all of who you are? So you have more freedom, control, and independence. So you have more options. So you have more awareness. And then when you have more options and awareness, you usually have more equanimity. Because if you just are hyper aware of your neck pain, but then I give you a visual exercise that can cut that neck pain in half in 30 seconds, 
you might feel a little bit more equanimous. You might not freak out and go, oh, I got to call off work because I got a neck crick. You might go, oh, my neck. Oh, wait, there's that vision exercise I can do. Oh, okay. I can make it to work now, you know? So it's more about trying to take what makes us human, the, the individual constituent components, the compartmentalization, help people feel that, help them understand them, help, help them see it with a microscope, but then help them not just see it, but feel it, experience, and become it, because that's... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's how people transform. Mm-hmm. And I feel you on that, man. Like, uh, I will say... As far as experiencing things and transforming and things like that, and um, you know, I, I would say part of what the purpose of the working in classes is, is, you know, has to do with like just that kind of opening yourself up mm-hmm. to those like new types of experiences that you're not used to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which I feel like so much of that has to do with. I mean, if you talk about things like comfort zones, oh yeah, things like that, you know, oh, yeah. it's it's a uh, kind of geared towards getting out of those types of. Uh, habits and patterns that are you know ingrained into us you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. and um yeah i found found it kind of interesting too how you were saying that the the difference between uh eyesight and vision Mm -hmm. so one of them would be just like what your ability to focus on things versus your ability to uh utilize that information that your brain is giving you getting yeah so okay so here's a good example so uh, I actually posted a video of this on my personal Instagram uh, on the Taylor Fakus Instagram page. You can watch it if you want. It's kind of a long rant. But let's say you and I both have 20-20 vision in both eyes. They're both perfectly symmetrical. Highly rare. But let's just say that that's the case, right? And we both look at my tattoo. We, vis- eyesight, eyesight, we're seeing the same thing, right? Because we have the same pair of eyes. Let's say we're, we're clones, we're identical twins. We have the exact same pair of eyes. That doesn't mean we're going to see the same thing. Because vision has to do with your perception, your beliefs, your past experiences. The, you know, there's dimensions to that, right? So I ask people to look at my tattoos and tell me what they see all the time as a part of an assessment. Hmm. Because it helps me understand to what depth or what, what perspective they're coming from. Right? Because the first time that I looked at something like this, I saw a shadow. That was the first thing that came into my mind. No way. Yeah, I don't don't see a shadow. Because to (laughs) me, I'm like, wait, there's all these lines that are crossing over each other. So this must be a shadow of a three-dimensional object. How did you figure that? (laughs) Exactly, right? So, for example, take a pyramid or a cube. Let's just take a cube. Think of a Rubik's cube or a cube, a square. Well, see, there's a difference. Because a square is two-dimensional. A cube is three-dimensional. So if you take a cube and you shine a flashlight on it... Mm -hmm. For like the outlines. What's the shadow? It's a square. Mm -hmm. Unless you change the angle. 
And now you're going to see all of these different components that you didn't see before because the light's refracting off of it differently. Mm -hmm. So if you look at a structure, the human body is the most beautiful, amazing one that I'm passionate and obsessed about, right? You have so many different lenses that you can look at the human body through. You could be a bone guy, you could be a fascia guy, you could be a lymphatic guy, you could be whatever, right? There's, there's a million of them, right? But if you really want to try to see as much as possible, if you want to have good vision and not good eyesight, then you have to start to let go of the belief systems around what you think is actually happening and who you think you really are and who you think they really are. Because the second that you look at someone and you look at them as a structure, and that's why I'm not a fan of the word structural integration. Hmm. I think it accurately describes it, but then you're implying that the human being is a structure. Well, it's a conscious structure. And to me, that's not a structure. It's the difference between tensegrity and biotensegrity. So tensegrity, for those of you that aren't familiar with that term, tensegrity is when a, when, a, when a structure, when a shape, has structural integrity, so it has strength, from tension across lines. So if you imagine a bunch of sticks and a bunch of, of, of like metal wire, rubber bands, or yarn, and you tie them together, and they're in a point of equilibrium, they create a shape, like a buckyball, right? Well, that structure, none of those pieces of wood are touching. They're suspended in a matrix of rubber bands or wire or whatever. What do you think your body is? There's no bones in your body that touch. Mm -hmm. They're all suspended in a matrix of soft tissue. Fascia, muscle, tendons, ligaments, right? Now, if you take a car and you flip it upside down, does it work the same? No. <laughs> right? Yeah, we do. Because we're conscious. We're always adapting because we're always sensing. Because we have desire, and the desire is to live. A car has no desire to live. Mm-hmm. If you even take a turtle and you flip it upside down, mm. it might take a long time. It might even die. But that thing's going to try to get flipped back over the entire time, right? Mm -hmm. So when, when you look at a human being as a structure or a number, and this is one of the things that really bugged me in some of my physical therapy experiences because there, wouldn't, there would not even be a known name for the patient. There would be a number. There would be a code. There would be a mm. code for it. Right? And it's like, these are not machines. We are not mechanics. I see what you're saying. You know, we are human beings that are trying to interrelate so we could have a more coherent vision to see each other and to hear each other, to meet each other's needs at a deeper level. And if I look at you as a machine, then now I'm just looking at you as a body. And I'm not seeing your mind and your spirit. I see what you're saying. And that's ultimately what's manifesting the types of behaviors and reactions slash biomechanics. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, right? Do you remember the first thing I asked you when we did your assessment? No, I don't remember. I ask everyone the same question. I say, tell me where your mind, body, and spirit is right now and tell me where you'd like it to be. And there's some people that say, yeah, my elbow feels kind of weird. And that's the extent of their answer. There's some people that go on a 20-minute rant about, you know, every relationship they've ever been in and their family history. And, and that's awesome. I love it, right? But it's a question that helps me glean some insight about that person's subconscious beliefs about themselves and the, their level of awareness deep. And, and what they're willing to share. Because 
I make a strong effort, and I fail often, but I make a strong effort to make sure that when I meet with somebody who is looking for help, that I do not create a power differential. Because if you go to the doctor, there's an immediate power differential. He, he went to medical school. She went to medical school. They have a level of authority, right? And if they have a level of authority and you don't feel like you have that same level of authority, then now there's not, you're not able to see eye to eye, right? So for me, when, when, when I sit down with somebody, I don't posture myself as I'm better than you. I know more than you. I'm going to fix you. It's more of tell me what your story is. And when I listen to their story, then I say, okay, now I'm going to explore what your body's story is. Are you open to doing that? And then I do my assessment, right? And then I say, are you willing to work on these things in a way that might challenge your beliefs about yourself and who you are? And if they say yes, now we made an agreement with each other that we are going to go on a journey together. I didn't say, I'm going to fix you. I didn't say, you're broken. You know, so now there's not that power differential. So then someone can let their guard down. Because you nailed it. You said that these patterns and these postures, they show up from these thoughts and these feelings and these belief systems, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the way that you hold your body is a direct manifestation of the personality structure you hold in your mind. That's super interesting, yeah. Um, and if you don't feel safe... You manifest that in your body subconsciously. Especially... If someone's working with you, you know, there's, mm. there's a lot of people who are not as comfortable with physical touch as you and I probably are. Right. So when I ask someone, tell me about your mind, body and spirit and where you'd like it to be. And they have a 10 second long answer. They literally just say, I don't know. I'm not even going to put my hands on them yet. I'm going to say, all right, let's lay down, take a couple deep breaths, experience what a breath hold feels like. You know, I'll do some corrective exercises with them because they might not even be comfortable with me putting my hands on their body. And if you don't create that container of safety and security where they feel vulnerable enough to show you who they really are, you're just going to wrestle someone on a massage table for an hour and hope that something good happens. Hmm. You know what I mean? So making sure it's just like, you know, if you want to interact with a child, you kneel down and you get to their level and you look them in the eyes because now you're interacting with them instead of reacting to them and you're not creating fear you're creating respect and love you gotta have the equanimity 100 percent, 100 percent. and it's one of those things that's i used to be really bad at that really bad at that because when i when i worked in a really fast place fast-paced clinic and it was an awesome experience but when i worked in a really fast-paced clinic you know we, there wasn't time for the empathy part. There wasn't time for the emotional connection. There wasn't time for that person to share their story. There wasn't the privacy for it. There was f five to eight other therapists and people in the same room at the same time with bright neon lights on and in a gym with an open door outside, right? So those people couldn't let their guard down. You know, I will say this uh, about the gym, dude. Like, uh, there isn't, there's definitely an element of that, you know, in terms of like that 
people kind of like the different people I've met there, like they all have their story, you know, and you kind of talk about it, especially like in the sauna and stuff like that. Dude, like, the box of truth. Yeah, <laughs> 100%, dude. Yeah, we, we, we nicknamed the sauna the box of truth, dude, because like you go in there and it's it's almost like you're at a bar. Like like you're, you're going to sit there for no, 10, oh, 15 dude. minutes. So it's like, you might I'll as be well dying there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, serious. I'm always like, uh, like, I don't know why the hell I sweat so much in there, but dude. Because it's hot as heck. Okay, well, I, I, there's like, a, you know, I'm like good for a minute, good for a minute. And like, usually it can't, maybe I'll stay like half an hour the most, right? But That's good, bro. That's a long time. Well, that's not, that, that probably, that's just been recently. I haven't gone. But when I think when I was going more, I was like probably not drinking enough water because my time started going down dude, like quick, bro. Yeah, that, our sauna is no joke, dude. That but thing gets up to like 190. That, like, that thing is bro. hot. I like it. Yeah. And anyway, so I'll be like in there for a while, you know? And like a good stretch, I'll be good, you know, but like once it hits me, it hits me, you know, mm-hmm. when I started like really feeling it and I'm like, I got to get the hell out of here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but another thing is like, I'll be in there just trying to like concentrate. Cause I know I'm like, dude, I, I kind of like, it's hard to be in here for a long time for me. You it know? is. Um, and then I'll end up like having to just talk to somebody about like some random thing that like mm-hmm. comes up, you know? And then, so my time, instead of being all good, like by the time I'm done talking, I'm like wiped out and yep. I'm like yep. done. Yep. So that's pretty funny. Yeah, man, it's a it's an awesome experience when uh, you're you're able to enjoy the experience of being seen and heard by people that you feel safe around, that you feel like have your best interest in mind, where there's a sense of community, where there's a sense of family. Because to me, that's the most fundamental human need. And and if you really want to make it simple, it's you could you could whittle it down to one word, and it's warmth. Human beings' most fundamental need is warmth. When you eat food, it turns into calories. Calories are heat. When you, when you want shelter, it's because you need warmth. Or maybe you need to get cooler from the sun, I don't know. But that warm feeling, that connection, that love, that being seen and that being heard, to me is the foundation that a lot of people aren't getting because there's not a lot of extended families anymore, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't talk to... 90% of my family, and that's not necessarily my choice, you know, I have a pretty interesting family history, but it's very rare that you meet someone that's like, oh yeah, I got like six ang- aunts, six uncles, and we all hang out, and there's family mm. reunions every year, and, and you know, uh, I have children, but my mom helps out, and my dad helps out, and my cousin helps out, and my brother and my sister help out, you know, the, 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 the feeling of tribe and community is way less than it ever has been. And I think it's because there's a false sense of that with social media. Dude, I was going to say that exact same thing. I was just like, uh, I forgot who the heck I was having that conversation with, you know? Um, Probably social media, among other things, you know? We kind of uh, try to relate with each other through, like, all these, like, uh, kind of things that are so false in certain ways, you know what I mean? Because of, like, that social media aspect. I don't know. I kind of worded that in a very... No, I, I understood uh, what you're saying. Way, but but it's, it's one of those things that's interesting because it's a lot easier to pretend or to wear a mask when there is a phone in between you. Yeah, yeah. You have to, like, edit and create, like, a thing that's not real, you know? Mm-hmm. And then in person, people are all awkward and stuff like that, you yep. know? Yep. Last know, thing I'm going to say, because we're out of time, though, is it's really interesting because the, per- <laughs> the, the person that you're pretending to be will almost never be loved as much as the person that you really are if you let go of the fear of trying to be something that you're not. But say real quick again your phone number, dude. 
909-665-7605. Call Eric Wendy if you need services. some cleaning. He's legit. <laughs> it's a great service. Come check out the Mace Workshop. The Mace Workshop, we are having, uh, oh crap, what is it? The second weekend of this month. And then we have Pack the Gym the last Saturday of this month. Uh, if you want some more information on that, check out the IG. We'll be giving you some updates. You can always text me at 909-810-7973. And I'm out of time. I love you. Bye. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM.